August 4th, 2018. Thank you for very much for joining me, your erstwhile host, Cassandra, um, and my, well, one guest and one professional podcaster, uh, Vader. It's very good to see you again. Hello. Thanks for coming in to podcasting with me. Yes, I've come into the office finally. Um, I've been extremely under the weather for like the past month uh which is great and now i haven't left my house in days because of no man's sky uh we also have a guest uh sean is with us sean thank you very much thank you very much for joining us yeah thanks for having me on <laughs> of course um <laughs> and so we're just gonna get right to it uh and start talking about our weather vader how's it been on your side of the world the side the bottom Things have been pretty crazy around here. Not weather-wise, just life-wise. Um, things, yeah, have been a bit mental. So I haven't really been paying attention to the weather, except my Japanese plum tree is starting to blossom in my garden. So that means spring is just around the corner. So I'm excited. I feel like it was just winter there like five minutes ago. Well, it's still pretty cold, but spring is on its okay. way. <laughs> Uh, it could just be an early blooming tree because my cherry blossom hasn't started blooming, uh, blossoming yet. But it, hopefully, it means it's an early spring and a bit long good summer. Do you guys have like a date for the beginning of your spring? Probably, like but ours is like June twenty first or something. no, that's summer probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just thought about how that wasn't normalized across the world uh, for obvious reasons. Anyway, Sean, I know you're somewhere like. You know, in the general vicinity of the United States, how's everything on your end? Uh, yeah, I am. I am up in New England. Oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and it's been uh, it's been very hot, very hot, because it's As summer. Expected. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's been hot and uh, raining, so it's <laughs> very muggy. I turned off the my worst AC. Combination. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, thanks for the sacrifice. <laughs> Right. Yeah, sweat it out. I put my air conditioning on for an hour on 70 degrees before we started this podcast uh, to make sure that, A, my laptop didn't try to melt in the middle of recording it again, uh, and also just to, like, just set up shop for a little bit. So hopefully this will last me, but it has been, uh, on my end, uh, it's been, like... 95 degrees since forever um i only know that because my phone tells me like i said i, I haven't been outside in several weeks um, <laughs> and so i'm only familiar with how hot my car is when i first get into it and it's been un it's been uncomfortable uh and also the mid-atlantic has been plagued by just flash flooding constantly so we're basically underwater and uh otherwise everything's great and there's video games and i'm very excited you're getting ready for Aquaman, are you? By submerging your city in water. Yeah, 
I'm specifically submerging the city uh, so that Jason Momoa will show up outside of my window <laughs> when the waters rise. He will be at that level. And then he can watch me play No Man's Sky, I guess, because not even Jason Momoa could drag me out of this bedroom yeah. uh, over my dead body. Now, despite the fact that all I want to talk about is No Man's Sky forever and always, um, which is an interesting change of events, which we'll get to later, uh, Cassandra's News Corner is here. And it's usually my favorite part of the day, but like, like I said, like there's just only one thing I want to talk about. But let's get through it. Uh, <laughs> Vader, Gloomhaven is becoming a video game. That is a thing. You, it's apparently a board game now. Uh, you could have, you could have said anything to me. This could be a trap. This could be a, an elaborate joke. I've never heard of it before. Please tell me all about it. <laughs> Rest assured, it's not an elaborate joke or a prank. Um, I've never played it, but I have heard of the Gloomhaven, and it's, I guess it's saying that it's probably the most popular board game around. I don't know how true that statement is, or if everyone would agree with that. Maybe we should ask Richard. Um, actually, I should have done that. I refuse to ask Richard anything, <laughs> ever. Well, I think it's sold, like, 120,000 copies, which for board games is That's a lot. pretty big, especially. It's got a $100 price tag, I think, at least. Yeah, it's so. a big box game, isn't it? Yeah, so it's boxes. a huge box, I guess. Yeah. How is it possible? I've never heard of it. Um, like, I mean, I know I don't play board games, but like, you know, cultural osmosis being what it is, and the over the overlap between like video game websites and the occasional tabletop situation, I'm surprised I've never heard of it. Well, especially scenes, there seems there's a big shift, and a lot of gamers and game journalists are moving to board games in the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah absolutely a, uh yeah it's been sorry, a big shift and and mm-hmm. is um yeah so i've definitely heard of the game and interestingly enough it has been made into a video game um but i think it's just getting from what it looks like a literal just a digital version of the board game i think yeah. that's actually exactly what it's not doing if i read this article okay. correct i didn't read the article i just saw the thing and saw some pictures oh it's okay <laughs> it's um for those of you who are worried, uh, and in the interest of providing quality news in Cassandra's news corner, <laughs> uh, they had a line in here, and let me just find it. Excuse me, excuse me. Thank you, privacy policy. I appreciate that. Uh, it's been announced at Gen Con 2018 by developer Asmodi Digital that it won't be trying to make a direct digital translation of the board game, mm-hmm. but an actual adaptation. Okay. Uh, and it looks like they're planning on making it into like a dungeon-crawling roguelike, and it's going to go in early access. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if I I don't know if I like that really. <laughs> to be honest, as someone who plays board games but is kind of out of the board game loop, I get excited when there's a digital one because there's a chance I will find a little bit of time to play. Especially because you, uh, I don't know how Gloomhaven works exactly, not having played it myself. But you know, when I see when I see there's going to be a digitized version of a board game, I actually pretty literally just want a digital board game because you know there's like. There's reasons I come to a video game versus a board game, and uh, I don't know if I want it to become something else. But also, not being a fan, I don't know if that's a if it would have a good fit if it was just a direct translation. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm the same. I like digital versions of board games because sometimes it makes mm-hmm. it a bit more accessible. Um, seeing some Vader fan no mates, uh, <laughs> so you, well, get, you get busy with, with with family and kids and stuff. It gets busy, and it's hard to sit down for six hours and play a board game. Um, but if there's a digital version, sometimes that makes it quicker and easier. 
So, but it's also just not very convenient to own a big box of board game things, and <laughs> correct, you don't live in a house necessarily. Like you live in like a, a small tent. New York walk-up or something. Like who wants yeah. to make room for that? I mean, and also the likelihood <laughs> of like not losing every single piece. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of board games not benefit from being in a digital version explicitly just because there's a lot to be gained from holding physical pieces in your hand if that has a lot to do with the game but uh i guess i can see why it would be a little disappointing if they're not maybe doing both or at least announcing plans to maybe do both but on the other hand economically speaking like i would see how it's not in their interest to if it's you know very popular uh it's not in their interest to necessarily remove that physical component if it's making them enough money to yeah. fund this video game also yeah it, it's just weird to me like i know that it makes somewhat sense but like when i hear roguelike i'm i mean i can rattle off a bunch of video games that are very good roguelikes and they all uh, came out this <laughs> so it's like i don't know if you know it seems like it seems like there is like it seems like at least Vader and I are you know we be, in our situations being similar with with time and you know like you're saying space for a board game. It's it's just funny to me because it seems like there's a lot more competition if you're pitching it as a roguelike versus pitching it as a digital version of the board game. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's also bringing a totally new audience in though, which is yeah, that's I true. mean something else that I think board games in particular mm-hmm. kind of struggle with um, at the very least, like board game IPs, which is what this would be like. Uh, I obviously have never heard of this. I might hear about it if it comes out as a video game, probably not when it goes out in early access necessarily, but when it, if it becomes like a really big thing, um, I'd be more likely to hear about it then. And then I might be more likely to go out and buy the, like the actual hard copy board game if I enjoyed mm-hmm. the premise of the video game. So I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see some of these IPs and board games to be made into full games. Like, they tend to just be... I either want it as a digital representation or I want it completely different and just use that world and, and idea that they've created in the board game, but mechanics completely mm-hmm. different. Whereas this seems like it's going to be a bit of a hybrid. It, it looks kind of like mm-hmm. a digital version of the board game from the screenshots that provided. Yeah. Um, so it seems like they're maybe not stepping too far away from the board game, but mm-hmm. I don't know. They're definitely relying heavily on like the visual uh, representations that they brought to the yeah. board game. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, like I said, it's coming. It's going to be going out in early access, and they're going to use that to kind of direct their development of the game. So either way, I doubt we'll be seeing a full a full product for quite a while. Um, my only other news uh, today, uh, friends, is that this game that I used to play <laughs> before I stopped playing any other video game, uh, <laughs> Nino Kuni 2, is releasing free DLC uh, this month that uh, offers some quests and bosses after, well, not not as like a part of the end game, but like after you beat the game, you can come back and do some more stuff in the world. Um, they're very quick to play. Because there's already a season pass for this game. Um, mm-hmm. It was like $20. And I think it was for like at least two pieces of DLC. So they're quick to mention that this one would be free for everybody, which I appreciate as somebody mm-hmm. who probably won't sink enough time into that game to for it to make sense for me to buy the season pass. Um, but after this, they'll be releasing two other pieces of DLC uh, late this year and early in 2019. Uh, that are supposed to come with like costumes and like new dungeon, uh, one new dungeon, 
a new dungeon uh, and some new bosses. So they're going to fill out the game some more. I know they already, like, I mean, this was a while ago, not, not so long after release, but they already added uh, different difficulty settings because a lot of people who were kind of amongst the most hardcore who were still into that game, like, found it way too easy, which I could understand it was... It was not especially challenging, um, but I enjoyed it. And when this DLC comes out, I might dip back in, assuming that I have time. So that's <laughs> that. And I'm, I don't know if you guys ever tried that. I know we talked about it, Vader. I don't know if you ever tried it. No, it's one of the ones that just passed me by because there's just so many games to play. Uh, it's, can't get them all, unfortunately. Sean, you should play this game. Yeah, I should. <laughs> um, yeah, I might do. Sean, but... I think Molly would like this game. I will, I will I will pass it along to see if my wife would like to play this game. <laughs> Saying that based on nothing except for the fact that I would be happy to talk about Nino Kuni 2 with literally anybody else. And I know very few people who actually played it or played the first one. And as somebody who is a big advocate of like JRPG-ish things, like I think more people should get back into it. I don't know, just because we're not 15 anymore, man. Uh, mm. But anyway, that is uh, the end of the news corner this week friends uh and we're just gonna jump right into let's let's instead of saying what we're playing this week what else we're playing we are all playing no man's sky uh which is perfect and i'm excited to get into it uh but as a matter of course we're kind of just gonna talk about the other things that people have looked at lately uh so sean i would really appreciate if you would start us off sure let's see so I guess I I'm sorry, will... Sean. Has there been other very big news in your life, maybe in the last few months? Um, you know, I... for how you're playing video games, perhaps. <laughs> Somewhat. I, I I did have another kid, which is my third. Well, I didn't have congratulations. The kid, my wife did, but yes, yeah. So I do have a baby around. Which, yeah, as I reflected in the show notes, I've been playing. <laughs> my video gaming doesn't generally seem to occur lately. Unless there's some component of a um, small child or baby involved, so, but uh, yeah. So the the first the first game that um, I've been playing actually with my my four year old is um, so I guess a little bit of background. We played Kirby on the uh, Super Nintendo Classic Kirby Superstar, which was a uh, actually the first video game I remember playing as a kid. Uh, cool. um, yeah, I started with the Super Nintendo, so um, I I I got the SNES for her uh, last Christmas to uh, play Kirby Superstar, and she she loves Kirby Superstar, and it's a uh, it's a good game to play with a kid because um, when you um, have a when you have another player, they're just like you mm-hmm. you you make them into like an enemy, you know, but they're like your ally. And if they, like, die or whatever, then they just, like, pop, and then you can just make them again. It's no big deal. So it's good for someone trying to learn controls. And uh, so we we got a Switch, and so for Father's Day, that's she got me um, Kirby uh, Star Allies. And uh, I was very, very happy to see that Kirby Star Allies is definitely something of a throwback to, like, the, the you know, it's, it's not like the... Um, I didn't play a whole lot of it, but the N64 version's a little more 3D-esque. But this is going a little bit more to the side-scrolling, like Kirby Superstar. And, uh, and it's, uh, so it just is kind of gives me the same vibes of Kirby Superstar, but, like, it looks gorgeous. Like, it just, you know, everything looks really pretty, as you'd expect of Nintendo. And the game's still really easy, so it's accessible 
for my for my four year old, and um, you get to do the whole like combining your powers so you can be like a, a lightning sword guy instead of just a sword guy. And uh, I ended up when I'm playing with uh, my daughter, I end up spending most of my time um, trying to get her different types of swords because she has the lightning sword for a while, and then she wants the water sword, and then she wants the ice swords. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up having I end up having to like go suck up the right people. So it ends up becoming a game mostly of how to accessorize her sword. But it's a uh, it's been fun. It's 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 a really good game for anyone sort of you know I'm I'm uh, anyone who else who like kind of started with the Super Nintendo if they wanted sort of an updated version to maybe play with you know a kid or you know you know a cousin or whatever situation if you're trying to get someone who's younger into games kirby's still a really good option so yeah just been playing that a little bit absolutely love that you're teaching your four-year-old um really just the science behind possession at an early age (laughs) i think it's really important um i think it's like a mechanic that is obviously just blowing up since mario now does it uh nintendo please don't at me and uh no i just think that's dope i'm really i'm really glad she's enjoying it it's really cool that you guys are kind of playing like the same game like the same first game Mm -hmm. like that's really cute yeah yeah Yeah, it's 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 super fun and yeah except for when she like she wants the one ally and then i it's weird because the mechanics have to like break the one ally because you can have two like computer allies along with you guys so she she always seems to want the power the person has, and she tells me to kill them. Father, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. end them! I must have it! I must have it! That's yeah, very so good. It's a very cute game. This game passed yes. me by, but it's it looks like it'd be a perfect fit for my me and my daughter because my son's mm-hmm. very much into video games and is very good at them. My daughter just hasn't taken to them the same way, and she's not interested yeah. in a lot of the games that my son plays. Whereas this, I think, yeah. would appeal to her a lot more. How yeah, old exactly. Is she now? Uh, she's six. Yeah. Oh, six next yeah, so, weeks. Yeah, so it's good because you don't need the dual stick thing. You don't need to try and like manage camera and movement being these sort of independent things. So. Yeah, see, as I say, Odin took to games like Doctor Water, whereas Arius still not. She's interested in it, but she loses interest as soon as she starts mm-hmm. playing because they don't appeal to her um, the same way. And so I've been looking for yeah. something that might be more sparkly. And this has got, got mm-hmm. just the right amount of spark, I think. <laughs> you should also consider, uh, like, finding, uh, like, a Barbie game. And I only say that because, like, when I was really young and we didn't, we didn't have, like, internet in the house until I was, like, a senior in high school, which is not usual, um, but just happened to be the case. And I remember, like finding like uh barbie browser games like at a library when i was young (laughs) and i don't give a shit i never gave a shit about barbie like i was just like not one of those kids but like they always had just like neat little mechanics and like cartoon uh was it disney channel cartoon network used to have a lot of these like flash based games and i don't think they're around anymore uh but it's kind of a shame because like a they like usually have characters like kids are familiar with but b like a lot of them were just genuinely like kind of uh watered down versions of mechanics that you still see in games like now like still tight stuff so i don't know i hope you find something that she kind of gets into i guess it's like not any raised and it's not like she has to be into video games but personally i'm going to be offended if she's not well yeah she (laughs) wants to be because like her big brother and her dad are into it um but it's just the and i've looked but the playstation 2 and 3 were full of games that I don't want to stereotype it more, more girly, just to, for lack of a better word. 
but they don't, they don't ps4 and xbox one is just there's a big lack of maybe like a viva pinata yeah what about um spray? yeah maybe I, I think we tried that but again it's i remember it being quite complicated like it wasn't easy just to get it into... is unfortunately complicated as somebody who just hey i bought an xbox the other day sorry uh which long time <laughs> which long time listeners of this podcast will will have seen coming a mile away um mm-hmm. and i explicitly got it to play state of decay too it was worth it but also i like never played things like viva pinata uh since i've never had an xbox really before like i said a 360 but anyway i never played viva pinata and i was like all settled in to kind of maybe get Something something akin to like a Stardew experience esque, and it is not like it's like more hectic than I appreciate. Like it's it's very strange, and it was not for me. But I, it's I don't know. Kids are into that. Yeah. Um. Occasionally. Anyway, Sean has uh, have you been playing anything else in in ruining your children? Yes, actually. <laughs> Making them better. Oh. <laughs> um. So the the next one I actually have to preface with a a short admission, which is that I canceled my Dark Souls pre order for Switch. It it was taking it was taking too long. I'd already played it twice this year, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, I I really you know I'd set aside that money for it, and I was like, I love you, Dark Souls, but I've played you enough for now, so I don't. I could play a new game on the Switch, and um, I did uh, do that, and I so I swapped out Dark Souls for Hollow Knight, and um, yeah, yeah, and game. That, yeah, I've, so I'm just just like an hour in, and um, it's a really um, so my first impressions are that you know I it's 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 interesting because I was sort of waffling on getting it because I'd heard really good things and I'd heard that like. You know, people like uh, Bonfire Side Chat had said that, like, it's a really good Souls-like if, you know, for, like, having the sort of atmosphere of Dark Souls and having that sort of vibe versus, you know, trying to copy the gameplay necessarily. And so I was into that, but then I've also just been sort of watching people as it's come out on Switch on Twitter and just people saying, oh, like, I love the game and then people saying it's too hard. So I'm like, I don't, you know, sort of waffling on if I want to commit to maybe a frustrating experience. But uh, I just decided to finally pull the trigger, and um, and uh, it's a really, really pretty game. Like, just right off the bat, I love the aesthetic. You know, like, the backgrounds are all really interesting, and just... The game was, like, yeah. so cheap on Switch, like, just the other day when I picked it up, and it was, it was like, 16 bucks. And I think, mm-hmm. like, the only thing I tweeted about was, like, I would have paid twice as much for this ambiance. Like, it is, it is very good. Yeah, it, and, and just, like just like early on like the one thing that's like stuck with me really hard is like i i get very attached to a game based upon like art decisions like with a uh, with shovel knight when i first met that like fish thing like i was sold on the game just because i loved the weird <laughs> the weird fish that giggles or whatever it does and uh there's just this one room you enter and i, I assume it does more later but it's this weird room with like these little nest looking things and there's like this caterpillar with a big mustache crying and uh that that's oh, that's, that's, the, that's the caterpillar dad yeah he's looking for his caterpillar baby okay it's what sold me it's like it really sold me though just because you just you just hear him crying and then you just see this like adorable caterpillar with a mustache just <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> 
The caterpillar is one of my favorite parts of that game. Like they yeah. are so fucking cute, and you feel so good when you rescue them, and yeah. I adore it. Yeah, so it's it's I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not good at platforming, but I'm get you know it feels pretty good platforming wise. So I'm getting my my groove. I have not beaten like the first boss. I think like the false knight or whatever. I the game is not super easy <laughs> for someone who's impatient. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, it's it's just interesting to me. Like uh, like I just uh, and I don't know if it'll you know if I it's. It's this sort of game where I don't want to look up things, but I find myself, you know, getting, like, trapped on the sides of the wall when he does a certain attack, and I'm like, man, is there any way to, like, not just get thumped by his hammer if I happen to get positioned in the wrong way? But, you know, I'm resisting, like, figuring out if it's just me or if it's just, you know, like, learning where to be. Because, yeah, it's, 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 a tough, it's a tough game from, from that standpoint. The actual level hasn't been too bad, and I really like... I really love the verticality of the game, and I love how, like, you don't, I love how it's like you're a bug, and you don't take fall damage, <laughs> which is really funny to me, because it's just like, you know, it seems like bugs can fall from any distance, so I, I really think the, the uh, level design is really interesting, how it's so easy to drop down quickly, but you'll miss things, and you'll like, it's just, it's a, it's an, it's a sort of elegant way of, like, creating like shortcuts and like side paths but also allowing you to kind of quickly drop but yeah so i'm just sort of toiling in that first uh was like dirt not uh, dirt mouth or or the the crossroads i'm sort of trying to get get my feet with the game until i assume the false knight may unlock further stuff but so far i'm enjoying it and uh and i i, I put it as hello dad in the notes because i've been playing most of most of my uh hour or two with it has been wearing a baby which nice. adds a little bit of it adds that additional level of like uh you know the baby starts staring and you're fighting a boss and you're like okay i have a timer now in this fight <laughs> so, so uh yeah, yeah i've also so, been playing that yeah. game and it is I, I got it just because I saw Patrick Klebik playing it um, at Waypoint, and it looked, like, really neat. And mm. I am, like, not on the on the box. Like, none of that stuff is for me. Like, I hate platforming. Um, I have not finished a Souls game, uh, and that's being very generous. I have not gotten anywhere close to, like, putting in more than an hour in any Souls game. Um, I just, like, give up and go watch lore videos. But uh, <laughs> I really liked just, like, the art style. And it looked like it would be feasible for me to like at least get around in that game and i found myself like really appreciating like the distilled version of what it takes from souls um Mm. and i've put in like maybe i don't know 10 or 12 hours into it and just like wandering around is really nice and i i rarely find myself getting like upset when i lose things like i think that the the like go kill your ghost and get your stuff back is like easy enough to do and i i don't have any trouble with it but like yeah i really enjoyed that game i really enjoy like the lore that it's building up um as i've been going through it and just like the different characters like like you said like the mustache murderer <laughs> dad guy um and also like the map maker and like his wife uh who's like up top and like these other people like they're genuinely very interesting 
Um, and I'm like stuck on somebody right now. I think last time I played it and I'd like died like six times. So I think I have to go back. Like whenever I die that often, I'm like, all right, it's time to go like retrace my steps over everything and make sure I haven't missed anything before I try to beat this person again. Cause at this point, I don't think it's my fault. Um, but even if you don't finish that game, like there's so much to it. I've seen like a full map, like, uh, just like totally filled out online and it is insane how big mm. that game is. <laughs> Yeah. I, I played it quite a while ago um, on on Steam and I kind of wish I'd played it for the first time on the Switch because um, I don't know if it's just because I, I have a bit of a barrier when it comes to playing on a computer <laughs> I find it yeah. harder to make myself play when it's on the PC mm-hmm. um, I feel the same, yeah and so yeah. I don't know if it's that or if I just burnt out on the game um, so I'm glad everyone's finding a lot of joy with it but yeah, I found it mm-hmm. I, I ran out of Steam with it which is kind yeah. of funny because I was playing it on Steam. But, yeah. I don't want to... Vaguely. I don't want to buy the game twice. My accountant is coming out of me. So I don't really want to buy the game twice. Horrible. Uh, but if you get a chance to get it like, cheap, like, I would recommend trying to play it again on Twitch. Like, it's, I really enjoyed that. using Playing it on that platform ex- explicitly. Like, I don't think that... I would have gotten into it at all on a computer, honestly. Like, there's something about uh, playing it in a handheld mode that allows, like, more immersion for that kind of game, in my opinion, and I really enjoyed it that way, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sean, was that, I mean, besides the, the final thing that... Uh, that That's all I've been playing. That's all you got. All right, mm-hmm. Vader, please. My turn. You ready for... Yes. It's been a long time since I've been on the, the show, so... You got to... VR, right? Yeah. I've had it for ages. That's like... Oh, okay. I thought... I wasn't sure if that was new or not. That would have been... If it was new, it would have been a big deal. But now it's just boring. Fine. Go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I had a trip to Brisbane, Australia. Probably, oh, yeah. Yeah, a month ago now, I guess. <laughs> um, and I asked... Yeah, it was the last episode, because that's how long it's been since we've actually been able to get together record. I asked uh, suggestions and one of the su- for games to play while traveling, and one of them was Cat Quest. And um, Dave, Sentinel Plus, was very correct. Cat Quest is a fa- fabulous game and is very good for the trip. Um, uh, what is it like? I've never heard of it before. Uh, it's it's just like a action RPG where you run around on on a map. So the whole game is on the you know like in old RPGs, you'd be in a town, then you'd leave the town, you'd be on the the map. The whole game's on the map instead of um, you don't go into towns. The towns are just, you see them little depictions of towns on the the world map. And you run around and you are a dragon-born cat, or it's kind of like a rip-off Skyrim. (laughs) Nice. All right, I'm into it now. It it wears, it's tongue-in-cheek. So you're like a dragon, I can't remember the exact, if it was dragon-born or something like that. Um, Todd Howard probably made that too. He's going to get everybody no matter what. (laughs) And yeah, you're the ones that, you're you're a special cat that has the power to defeat dragons. Um, And you just go on a cat quest trying to defeat this evil uh, dragon lord person who's trying to bring back dragons to kill the cat kingdom. And <laughs> super simple. The quests are super straightforward. The mostly and the but it's it's the writing's quite funny. Like they they mock itself as like another fetch quest kind of thing. And um, uh-huh. so 
This is making me want Nino Kuni to on the Switch. Like yes, the straightforward quest thing. Like, oh my god, I would I would have played a lot more of that game by now. Anyway, sorry, continue. But yeah, um Odin in the space of the week we were on holiday, just travelling around in the car and whatnot. Um Odin managed to finish it before I did, and I managed to finish it in that week as well, I believe. So it's not a huge game. There is a new game plus. I'm not sure if anything changes in New Game Plus. There was alluded to there's quite a big twist at the end of the game, which is kinda of cool. So even though it's simple, the story the stories the story is well written. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I missed that. I was I, I was just saying you were dragging the entire time. That's that's how whenever anybody is like there's a huge twist in New Game Plus, I'm just like, yeah alright, I I've I've listened to people talk about playing near. I know what happens. Oh uh, yeah. This is you are either the the thing or the thing was actually good. Yeah, I don't think the twist happens <laughs> in the main game in this at least. But I think there might be new things in Yang Plus. You can continue on with all your gear and abilities. Um, it's just cool getting super powerful. Um, I kind of quite early pushed through and found the dungeon that had like a secret to it. Like you had to work out. There's a puzzle to it. It's kind of in the layout of the dungeon. You worked out that it was there's something hidden and i found the trip the secret and you get this invisible sword and it's just like super overpowered so it made the rest of the game real easy um and it had a funny name to it but i can't remember what it was it's just it's it's a really fun game it's not very expensive (laughs) from what i remember on the switch um probably a six to ten hour experience but yeah well worth it and there's this really cool easter egg um of because it's a cat kingdom everyone's cats but there's a quest that you can do like off like way off the side of the map you can find this island that has um like this weird illusion to like it eludes dogs <laughs> and then the, the dog and <laughs> the dog kingdom and i really hope they do a, a game they are making a sequel <laughs> but i don't know if it's a cat kingdom or if the sequel's gonna be the dog kingdom i really hope it's the dog dog kingdom because that'd be really funny um yeah, it's a really cute game. It's worth playing. Uh, it's a simple action RPG. You get magic that you can play with, and yeah, yeah cat quest. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. Is there anything else you got to? Uh, yep, um, I, I got Wipeout finally, which you can play in VR, and it made me. I've a... played that in VR actually at Brian's once. It was good. I don't know. It's not my thing, but you sounded like you really liked it. Uh, it made me feel a little nauseous, but it, it was amazing how it looked, though. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Flying a racing yeah. ship in VR was pretty amazing. Uh, Odin loved it, too, but don't tell Sony, because he's not technically supposed to play it. Um... Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Sony, please. <laughs> All the other VRs don't have an age thing, but Sony do, being extra careful. Uh, I've done research, and they, I especially say there's no, no real difference in them playing on a phone. So yeah, it's just Sony trying to protect themselves. But yeah, it was just it was just kind of cool to play Wipeout. But boy, I suck at it. Uh, Odin's <laughs> Odin's better in VR than he is outside of VR. He was actually quite good in the VR mode. I sucked just full stop in in, in Wipeout. It's so <laughs> it's too fast. I can't keep up. <laughs> I'm horrified at the idea that the next generation of children gamers will just be extremely good. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I hadn't considered that before. It's it's obvious. Like that's that makes sense that that would be the case. But it's deeply troubling to me, if only because like when I eventually get into VR, I'm just gonna get my ass wiped there by kids too, which is unfair. Well, yeah, it's just the evolution of things. Like we grew yeah. in our generation, we've seen the 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 addition of the analog stick. So using two two mm-hmm. thumbs is just part of gaming. But if you hand a, a dual analog game to someone who's never played it before they don't know what to do it freaks them out whereas to us it's natural it's the same yeah it's the same vr uh, the kids just going to grow up it's part of what they do um he doesn't seem to get the motion sicknesses as easy either seems to just deal it's just fine i remember yeah i played that game explicitly to try to force myself into having motion sickness like in vr <laughs> just because i wanted to see like if there was anything that would kind of take me too far but alas my stomach is too even and i was un- i was just bad at it which is not enough to turn my stomach apparently it, from what i understand it's pretty good um how to handle the vr like putting you in the being in the cockpit helps and you can see the ship around you mm-hmm. um right. and i think they gave you a ship that the default one for the vr was one that has like the two it's got two noses instead of just the one the classic wipeout which has just the one nose i don't know if that's not the right term for it but you know what i mean um they give you one with the two so you've got two points of reference on on your side of your vision um yeah resident evil 7 made me pretty sick in vr i didn't get to try that one when i by the time i tried out vr for whatever reason the kitchen demo was like not available. Oh, the kitchen demo is fine because you're sitting still. It's the main demo, like the I actual to try it anymore. the one you can walk around. I felt violently ill with that one within a few minutes. Um, I would feel violently ill playing Resident Evil at all. So, like, <laughs> I don't need the extra. I don't need the extra. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest assured that like my my because of my age, like my era of like prime performance in video games was like i was really good at looking at the 3d screen on nintendo 3ds like that never made me feel weird at all and never gave me headaches and that's like that's like your kid is vr which is way cooler but like i looked at a 3d screen turned on for like hours so whatever meet me in the meet me in the meet me in the food court in 10 minutes for an ass kicking i guess like, people jeez yeah but it's, yeah. that's not but much it's, else it's to say about Wipeout. Um, I got Polytopia, which you recommended last time. Yeah, that like Civ, that like Civ kind of like water, that that Civ extremely light. simplified Civ thing for uh, mobile mobile game for mobile games for mobile devices. You know, your cellular devices. Yes, <laughs> it's very good. Uh, I really like it. It's uh, yeah, I like it a lot. It, I've played it tens of times. I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 <laughs> matches. Uh, Odin's way into it as well. He keeps stealing my phone to play. Um, he, oh, I'm glad he likes it too. And I've got, I've managed to play it on hard with three enemies, and I think I've, I've, I've still managed to survive. It makes it quite hard, but you can do it. I haven't played it enough to get good. I like, I broke it out the other day on my phone. Uh, like I was in a doctor's office or something, and so I was trying to play it. And I, uh, I realized that I forgot everything I learned. It was like extremely bad, like multiple times over and over again. I was like, well, fine, be like that. I don't care. Yeah. 
It, it seems um, I Odin set up a match for me this morning actually and put it on uh, crazy like the one above hard. So you've got easy, normal, hard, and the one above it. He put me on, um, and yeah, it, it didn't go well. I lasted like three rounds. <laughs> they like yeah, a brutal. Um, yeah, it was pretty hardcore. Uh, have you heard of this game, Sean? I haven't actually, but I do. I do like like a Civ game, so it definitely uh, piques my interest hearing that. It's it's free to play, so you can like get it, and there's yeah. no um, and you, you I think it's five tribes you can start with, and the way they make their money is that you can buy additional tribes with different abilities. Mm-hmm. I think you can unlock most of them through play on. Oh. But yeah, you get plenty to play just on the basic version. Yeah, um, and it's basically yeah, very very uh, civilization light. Like you've got a, a small oh, tech tree, um, or it's it's a wagon wheel tech tree. Um, so you start in the center, and you can choose paths going out in different directions. Yeah, um, okay. you yeah, you've got you armies, different tribes, get different bonuses, etc. Yeah, you can take over villages and attack and. There's two modes uh, in the base game. I don't know if there's more. If you, I don't know if there's more you can unlock. Um, but there's a 30 round version, so you play 30 rounds trying to get as high a score as possible. Um, and then there's the destruction, domination one, where you gotta kill all the other tribes. Um, and you can right. space. And I mean, it's like really cute. Kind of is that like, is that called like a voxel star? I don't even know. I don't know what it means. Um. It's like Minecraft stylish. It's blo- okay. blocky. Anyway, uh, it's a really cute way to teach your four-year-old about you know uh, conquering lands in case you're looking to expand her, her yeah. Uh, understanding. Yeah, I was trying to think of how to do that. So that's that sounds pretty good. I'll be downloading that for her. <laughs> yeah, and it's free, so it, you can't go wrong with that. Um, Here we go. My kid, how to be a conqueror for free? It's the best value. <laughs> yeah. and, and it doesn't it doesn't have all the stupid ads like other free games have. It's it's okay. like a proper right, yeah. full game. That you just can play with nice. no no, no yeah. video pop ups or anything. Yeah, sounds sounds good to do instead of working at work. Yes, so, little bathroom break um, sort of situation. The <laughs> the last game I've been playing is still Octopath Traveler. Last time it was just the the demo demo, right? Um, yeah. Now I've got the full game. It's kind of slowed down a lot. The pacing's a bit weird. I had a bit of a conversation with, um, I think it was Mai and Sh- um, and Dave on Twitter about it, about how you kind of get you you kind of get your people, and you've got a quest. Like each character's got a quest, and so the huntress who I started with, I'm supposed to be going and finding her master, who's obviously got himself into trouble, but it's urgent. But it can wait while I go find seven friends, <laughs> and it's so it's just kind of this weird thing. Like I must save the day in a, in a little while, kind of thing. And I know all RPGs have that, like all JRPGs have that kind of thing. Like yeah, Final Fantasy VII, the meteor's coming, but you're off at Golden Saucer riding the roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> but it just the it, my biggest breath of relief when playing most RPGs is like trying to figure out like if it's gonna actually be upset at me if i do other things or if it's gonna just yep. like chill and like 99 percent of the time <laughs> it's just gonna chill and i'm like okay bet i'm gonna do anything else i will i will catch <laughs> you on the flip and then like t- 10 hours later i'm like 
All right, I've explored the mechanics I was slightly more interested in, so I guess we can get back to business and unlock the rest of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this one, it, once you once you get a, one of the characters, it tells you, shows you on the map where their next uh, checkpoint is for the, and it's chapter two of that little that character, and it has a level recommendation. And so every chapter two for all the characters um, are like level twenty two to twenty seven. I've seen from um, what I've seen, and after getting all eight characters, the high my highest level character is only nineteen. And so I've I've got to grind now, to, which is kind of a bit frustrating, because uh, it, it, the difficulty jumps up pretty quick. Like a few levels higher than your own level, it, areas are very hard, um, and the, all my other characters are fifteen or below. It's uh, it's like somebody's like uh perk or whatever they call them to like lower or or not lower like um random random battles, right? Like, like that's, that's like, like a, a character, character thing. Um. The random bar- battles are depending on the area. The areas have like difficulty level as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So when you walk to a, like, um, it's it's very much like the the old RPGs that they're based on. It's you have a section section that you can walk around, and then there's a load screen to the next section. Um, right. And they're depicted on the 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 really cool, really nice looking map. The map's really cool. Um, like it looks like a hand drawn old school map. Uh, but when you walk towards the load screen wall, it will show it will show tell you the name of the next the region you're about to go to and the the level that they recommend. And I've gone to one like even I'm I'm in a one that's uh, recommended twenty and it's it's very hard to survive because I only have one crack character close to that the rest are five or six lower levels lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a weird pacing. That's my biggest complaint. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, it's still fun. It's the, um, although to be fair, I think I'm getting a little tired of the random encounters now. <laughs> I wish I could turn. I'm really, I like, I, I downloaded the demo after we, um, we recorded last time, and I played it for a little bit, and like two things stood out to me, and like one, well, no, one was really like I'm, I forgot how one of the things I'm kind of tired of is like random encounters in games. Um, and a lot of the JRPGs I do choose to play have like ways of mitigating it by either just optioning them up or down. So you can turn them up when you need to grind. You can turn them down if you're just trying to traverse. Yep. Um, and it's just like, oh, I also got uh, Captain Toe Tracker, which you're, or tre- Treasure Toe Tracker, whatever, you know the one um, yep. that you were talking about last time. And I actually did buy that. But in the wake of buying that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to buy Octopath because, like, I just, just don't know if I'm going to, if I'm really in the mood to do random encounters right now. And I'm glad I waited because I definitely wouldn't be playing it right this second. So it might as well wait. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I've waited on the Toad, Toad's Treasure Tracker. Um, but that, I do want to get that as well. But I think I might get Kirby first after hearing what Sean had to say. Yeah, less, less random encounters. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I guess taking it back to what I was getting my daughter into game, I'm looking forward to the new Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Um, because I think that'll be a good one to play with my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah, has two players as well. Yeah. The real Pokemon that has yet to, been, yet to be disclosed, but which is coming. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this, this will tide me over. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go because I'm excited for Let's Go. Uh, sorry, is that everything you've been playing this uh, uh, yep. lately? Yep. 
Um, like I said, I bought I bought an Xbox One X um, because I just was getting really it was really starting to bother me how there's like explicitly things that I want to play that happen to be exclusive on Xbox and I figured I might as well own both consoles at least for this generation because I don't and I super don't intend on buying like the next Xbox console anytime near its release so this seems like an okay time to kind of make take the plunge um and I was really looking forward to playing State of Decay 2, and it was extremely worth it. That game is so good. That game is, okay, that game is entirely my bullshit, is what I will say. Like, it is just, it is, I don't I don't care about zombies at all. Like, that is just, like, a thing that I have to fight in the game. But, like, the base, like, building in that game and, like, the collecting resources and bringing them back um, is just in, extremely my shit. And I myself like since that game is permadeath i found myself only able <laughs> i found myself during the week desperately to play that game and kind of uh keeping myself from doing it because it requires such a level of like focus to make sure like your best player doesn't get killed uh that i wouldn't want to play it unless i was sitting, sitting down on a weekend with like all the time in the world in front of me and so i was like okay well what can i play to kind of scratch that itch and so i did just download state of decay one um, which I just decided was easier, uh, an easier version, not my canon play of the State of Decay franchise. So, uh, and it came, I think, it, uh, I'm almost positive it came free when I bought State of Decay 2. So, um, it was, it was like, why not? And so I played, um, a lot of that too. And like, they're both like, obviously State of Decay 2 made some like real improvements, mostly in like, for my sake, like, just like the graphical style of it. Um, I like how the UI of it has been cleaned up quite a bit since the last one. Um, but also just since I'm not playing State of Decay 1 uh, very seriously, like the rest of it, like quests sometimes like fucking up or different different quality of life things that people rightfully complained about when that game first came out. Because most of these games have like a certain level of jank. State of Decay 1 absolutely has more of that. Um both of them and uh that's what i was like exclusive um up until very recently and i liked it and even if that's like i don't know i mean i won't say it like xbox one x is an expensive thing um i won't say that it was entirely worth it just to play that game um but in the meanwhile like when i have more time like there's other things on there that i want to try out like fable um and like the fable games entirely and then also i did try out viva pinata that was not for me but there's like a bunch of stuff on there that i'm like oh yeah right i, I i've never gotten to try this out and so it's kind of worth it for like the discovery purposes of when i'm just like bored on a sunday night and i want to try something out like i now just jump over to the xbox store because the most things that i haven't played are in there so i've been enjoying that um and yeah like the the jank of sadie kdu is like it's it's noteworthy but it is not if, if this is actually your bullshit, like, it is not something that I think would stop somebody. Uh, and I already said I was playing Hollow Knight when we are talking to Sean. And then I, oh, yeah, I did buy Toad's Treasure Tracker, like I said. Uh, How are you liking it? Like, oh, it's it's really, um, I don't, I said I'm not very good at platforming. So I was, I was intrigued at the idea of kind of like a platform puzzler that didn't involve jumping, like, I, I thought that that would probably be on my side, and I like how it's just like little little tiny mysteries that you kind of figure out. Um, I haven't been playing it, 
<laughs> but I will one day. And um, in the in the meantime, like I'm glad I bought it. Like it's it's a nice little thing to like open up and in in the way that it's separated into just like one one thing at a time is like, like it, it really, really appeals, appeals to me. Like it's definitely yeah, bite size entertainment. Like when you know you only have yeah. a few minutes, mm-hmm. it's like you know you can get it into and enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you get this really nice like sense of accomplishment after finishing one um, that I really enjoy. So it's like this nice little boost every so often. Have you? And you said you had only played the demo, right? You didn't end up getting the yeah. Game? I, they came out the same day. Yeah, Octo- Octopath Traveler. Right. Um, and yeah. two two paths diverged in a wood Vader, and each of us took a different one. Yep. And <laughs> I think Toad is maybe better. I don't know. What's well, cheaper as well? So what's cheaper as well? So yeah, exactly. More Toad for your dollar. But I think that's everything. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we get to the meat of this episode that I've been so desperately trying to race toward? I don't know. I, I've i actually watched a bit of um, TV shows. I kind of want to talk about them because been, I, I think they're really funny. <laughs> um, I can't tell if this is you joking to ruin my life or if you would like to talk about them. No, I do. I, wanna, um, I watched The Good Place recently. Oh, okay. That is really it. good. It is. It is I, really, I really liked it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Sean, have you seen The Good Place? Let's all, no, let's just sit down and, like, have a coffee. Mm-hmm. And really... Let's do, like, an episode by episode, maybe, <laughs> like, break down. <laughs> let's <laughs> spin out a new podcast right here and now about The Good Place. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to season three, which uh, debuts mm-hmm. on my birthday. Oh, perfect. Right. I haven't Happy seen season two yet, and <laughs> I'm on the back burner. I'm going to get to it eventually. It's good. It, I'm... Yeah, because it's one of those shows where it's like, uh, after the first season, I was like, man, that was really good, but I don't know how they're going to keep it going. But then season two, is, it was great. And I still feel, I'm like, oh, what are they going to do now? But they they sort of have a path ahead, but it, it was also very good. So, Yeah, um, it, it had a little uh, downturn for me. I thought, uh, I kind of wish they kind of just did a one season and ended, but they kind of kept it. Mm-hmm. But it, it pulled itself back out. Like, I thought it was a good... Mm-hmm. It was a good, uh, like, a valley and a peak. Like, it had a bit of a downturn for me, then it came yeah. back strong. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, season 3, 27th of September. Oh, nice. Comes out. So I'm excited. I'm Wait, September to... September 27th? Yep. That's your birthday? Yep. No, well, that's my wife's birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little so, plug for myself. No, uh, and the other one that I've... I, after that, I went and watched Kim's Convenience, which is a uh, Korean-Canadian... Dude, I was watching that literally just now. I just started watching it, and I was just about to tweet about how good it was. It's so funny. It's so funny. But it's th- so fucking good. It's hilarious. I've watched uh, both seasons very quickly. Um, I I just started see. I was, like, watching it literally right before we started recording, and I think I'm, like, just into season two, and I can't believe you pulled me into this TV conversation despite myself, and then of all things to come out of your mouth was Kim's convenience. Like, that's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. No. Oh, that was so good. Um, yeah, I really They're making it. a new season for it. Yep. Uh, season like, four, three and four yeah. has been confirmed. Um, oh. It's not until... Next year, year for season three, I know for sure. I yeah. just saw like their Twitter, or whatever. And it's I funny. never heard of it before. Had you? Uh, no, I only came across it like yeah, yeah. a week ago. Um, I'm slack, <laughs> and I have TV shows playing while I work at, at during my day job. <laughs> mm, yeah, 
I just I always I always have things playing. I almost mm-hmm. exclusively like watch just like waypoint stuff while I'm at work or whatever because yeah. I'm not sure my job. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah convenience <laughs> is hilarious. What's really funny though is I like, I always after finishing a series I, I Google to find out what um, wins the next season and sometimes I'm disappointed in having things cancelled, which sucks. But I was happy that this isn't. But then it was like the video I found confirming it was the um, Kim, the dad, uh, like, announcing it like over like a Twitter video. He doesn't say... <laughs> it's really weird hearing him speak with a Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah, it took me um, an embarrassingly long amount of time through the first season. Like, it should have been probably very obvious from the first episode, but I was like, this is in America. Their money looks different. Where could it be? Where are they? <laughs> and they finally said Canada, and I was like, "Fucking, of course!" I'm so stupid. For whatever reason, I like convinced myself it was it was like, uh, like England, like London, and I was like, mm, "Why doesn't that make sense?" And then I was like, "Because they don't have accents, you idiot!" And I was like, "Oh, yeah. but the money, I don't know." <laughs> it was so dumb. That was quite. That is quite funny. But yeah, Canada. Um, it's it's a really funny show. Have it's you so good? Everybody should really watch it. Have you seen it, Sean? Sure. I don't remember. No, I I have no clue what it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we should actually explain. It's convenience. It's it's about a Korean <laughs> family in Canada. Um, so there's a few okay. other shows that have done something similar. Um, what's the fresh off the boat? Is it the Chinese? Family one? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know. I guess it's Chinese. Yeah, I, that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I never watched it, yeah. But yeah, it's okay. um, first-generation Korean immigrants. So the parents moved to uh, to Canada in this case, and the kids have grown up, born and raised in Canada. So they're Canadian, um, but their pa- parents are, uh, still have very much um, Korean lifestyle and way of doing things and so there's the, the okay it, it's just funny seeing like the yeah how they communicate and he owns a convenience store this korean dad and he's he's hilarious he looks like a korean uncle phil from fresh prince <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's just really funny just the day to day life and and how they get up to and the openings the first like before like the you know the, the show opening there's always like a, a a one minute kind of it's almost like a skit like a funny thing that they do or happens that you often doesn't have anything to do with the main show but they're all just hilarious and it's usually something that he does i was going to say about that show though uh the stingers that you're talking about like at the beginning in the uh I guess they're they're on that show that don't have anything else to do with the show well either mostly most of the beginning they're there but they remind me of the stingers, stingers at, at the, the end, end of community episodes, episodes. Uh, that show community from Dan yes. Harmon, yes. uh, yeah, which I I was just watching again the other day, um, and like I kind of just like wasn't in the mood to watch that, so I'm glad I found this. But it reminds me of like those very like I guess I usually really like really the episodes, but they're always very good. Yeah, the, the, cool, the cool, cool. opening stingers are really funny. Um, yeah, it's worth it. It's it's pretty funny, so you should go check it out, Sean. Kim's Convenience. It's on Netflix. Uh, two seasons. All right. And it's just all a laugh. I'm just in hysterics all the time. I got my wife watching it. She's <laughs> sick this weekend, so she's just been in bed watching. She's like watched the foot two seasons in the last day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. well worth it. And oh, sorry, go on. 
I've missed. I never watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I hear good things, and so I've li- literally just oh, started that. Brooklyn Nine Nine, so good. Yeah. Let's talk about Brooklyn Nine Nine now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm only three episodes in, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Please, all of you, and the and I can't. I'm gonna start mining things. I can't be a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like Brooklyn Nine Nine. You don't like. It's a fine television show. It's oh, it's good. It's just not the thing that's consuming all of my waking hours. I guess. I guess is the difference. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess we should get onto that then. I just had to get it out of that. Uh, the Good Place and Kim's Convenience are very good shows, and you should go watch them, everybody. Kim's Convenience was a worthwhile mention. I'm not even mad at it because I didn't even think of mentioning it here. And I have been, it reminds me in the best way of shows that uh, are typically from, especially in American television, but uh, usually you see in like early 1990s um, back when like, for some reason, like the media, uh, not the media, but like just television had like forgotten that being like having a diverse TV show was like a selling point as opposed to just like a normal thing you could do. Um, and so it's like very casually good in a very diverse way that I super enjoy. And that mm-hmm. like nowadays, like when you see that in TV, like there's just, you can't see it without a cloud of people on the internet bitching about how the diversity is being forced and they're complaining about it. And it's just, that show is very good and very pure. And I love it. Yes. Very good. Um, Okay. I can I can name one more show that I enjoyed recently. Right? Have you listened to any good vinyls lately? Like what? Yeah, and let's uh, books. Any books? Any, no, any books? Or, I actually uh... did just get two two books about, books games. about games today. Uh, <laughs> that's not important, and I can't. Well, listen. I will talk about it very briefly. There's a there. I got these two books. They're called Ready Player Two by Shira Chess and Half Real by Jesper Jewell, uh, because. Uh, this freelancer, Cameron Kunzelman, has a podcast called uh, Game Study Study, Buddy, Study Buddies, uh, where they talk about a book uh, about game theory. It's very intellectual and cool, and I wanted to get in on it, so I bought these books. All right, are you guys happy? Is there anything yes. else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? I, I won't. <laughs> I won't. Satisfied? I won't. You just you just addicted to No Man's Sky. I want to talk about it. I love it so much. It's so, <laughs> listen, okay, all right, yeah, let's get into it. I never thought this game was going to be for me. Um, I explicitly was like, wow, if you could write down on a piece of paper a game that was less for Cassandra, it would be like No Man's Sky, except for it would also include like, dark, it would include Dark Souls fight mechanics. Like, that is the le- the least Cassandra thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I I do not care for space aesthetically. Um, or I didn't, I now do, I care about it very deeply. Um, I don't, like, I never played Mass Effect, mostly because I wasn't playing games then, but I still haven't, because, like, space is just, like, not my deal. I've always preferred, like, fantasy situations, uh, fantasy situations, hello, this is rated R for fantasy situations. Um, no, but I've, I just always, like, I've always been on the dragon side, in the, in the big battle between dragons and planets. Which knows about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fact that I like this game is like a huge surprise. Um, but like before I get into it, I want to ask you guys like what where you guys were at before or where you guys were at with this game before this new before New Man's Sky next, the latest update came out. Um or like what your experience had been before it, because like mine's very simple. I'd never touched it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, uh so yeah, I followed it up until it's uh 
original release. I'm very excited for it. And the original No Man's Sky, because I, I was down for like the, I was very much the kid who was like, pretended he was flying through space, sitting at my parents' computer turned off, you know, like clicking the <laughs> keyboard sort of situation. So it, that that's not even like a hypothetical. I, I definitely did that. And um, so No Man's Sky was like the realization of that, or that's, you know, sort of what it was pitched as, at least what I wanted it to be. Because I think each person pre-release had their little version of No Man's Sky they thought it might be. But um, so when the game came out, I played it for like twenty hours. I wasn't I wasn't disappointed with it, um, because taking off a planet and then going to another planet and hopping around was fun for me for like twenty hours until I just sort of drifted off. So I hadn't touched it since that original twenty hours really. So uh coming into next I had all the base stuff was fresh for me and um like pretty much all the updates from the original base were fresh for me, so it was a uh, it was a much different experience coming back now. Can I just say ditto at the same time? <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> Except yeah. um I jumped in with the base stuff to help Odin because he was still mm. playing it. Um and his last birthday last year was No Man's Sky themed. Oh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so we recorded uh we do video invites for his birthday parties and so for his friends and so we recorded some footage but other than that exact same story as you sure no i was perfectly mm-hmm. fine with the initial release um but haven't really touched it until this mm-hmm. update yeah so now sorry since this update's come out may i ask both of you uh well first of all did you i i kind of assume but did you guys start new saves or did you just build off your own? i started new i started new um yeah. okay. I, it the old story was pretty convoluted and i was halfway down that right. path mm-hmm. and so it was just easier to start again um, well it's good because now we have clear numbers because um just like how how long do you how long have you guys played it like how many hours do you think you guys have sunk into it um starting with sean like since it since this new save um i think i've put in like i think my save right now is nearing six so i i'm not super far in but as i will uh explain i've been playing a lot with kids (laughs) so so my progress is even my progress is even less than you would expect after six hours (laughs) i've been chasing dinosaurs a lot (laughs) nice great what (laughs) about you I, I haven't had much time for anything recently. Um, just things have been a bit crazy around my, around my house. So I've I've been mostly playing with Odin. Um, right. So I'm probably about three, four hours at most. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. Okay, I have 40 <laughs> hours in this game since it it's, came out. It's only been out like a week. Five. It's, it has not been out that long, and it, the only reason it is not like... The amount of hours since it was released minus eight times the days that it has been gone for sleeping, like, is because I have a job. It require <laughs> me to show up. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. I have 40 hours in this game. I have, like, I just got, like, I, I didn't even, I stayed on, like, the first planet you get is a shitty one. You can't stay there. So you go to your next planet. The second planet that I got was, I mean, I guess you could stay on the first planet next planet after that and then i just like chilled 
on that, that planet. planet. Like, speaking of RPGs where, like, the story does not, does not like, force, force you to immediately adhere to it. To it. I'm, 40 I'm 40 hours in this game. I just got Freighter. I just did Hyperdrive. Like, <laughs> I... For the majority, for like thirty-five of those hours, I was just kicking around building, like building, like um, building, like in uh, not a very, not even a very far along base, um, but mostly just like find, you know, looking for buried stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and getting resources and stuff like that, and like powerhouse and like creating storage containers so I could kind of rack stuff up. And the only reason I care about my freighter now because like I don't know when I'm finally gonna be tired of the stuff I'm doing and want to go jump in to space in a major way is like oh i get extra space slots i can like carry more shit around like mm-hmm. this i am like it is ridiculous like, you could probably have beat one of the goddamn storylines in the time that i have just been like <laughs> mining copper for funsies um <laughs> and also buying ships like it's going out of business um for no really good reason mm-hmm. um i love this game so much it is uh it is exactly i'd never thought about it before and it's really interesting that it came out so close to state of D- or like this update came out so close to state of decay 2 since that was another game that like i had no reason to necessarily be for sure that i would love right like there was nothing that I had played that was really exactly like it before, and it was really just me going on instinct of having seen people play it and be like, "No, this looks good to me." Um, and in the the survivalist nature of it, I mean, really calling it like the survivalist nature, like I don't. Whenever people call like things survivor games, I think of like like Resident Evil. Like I, I don't really f- feel like it is the same thing but whatever people use that word a lot with these uh with state of the k2 and with no man's sky and so like the the loop of like having a home that you put time into and then going out into the world and bringing back resources to making more of that world or to making more of that base and then like that's what i got out of state of decay 2 and i was already like i have also put like before this came out i was i was probably 40 hours deep into state of decay 2 as well um, and then this came out and it, it solved like the problem that I was having with State of Decay 2, which is that I really enjoyed that game, but it was hard. It, it, it required more attention to like, what's the word, like p- game playing proficiency than I felt that I had at, at any given time. Like I couldn't play that game when I came home from work cause I was too tired, uh, to make sure that like I didn't die. Uh, and so, like, No Man's Sky came out, and it was like, hey, here's a game that, like, if you die, it's, like, not, I mean, I'm playing on, like, normal mode, so, like, if you die, it's, like, not a big deal, um, but you can still go out and get stuff for your base and bring it back, and even better, you don't have, like, bullshit people talking to you throughout, you don't have, like, the radio (laughs) going off every five minutes, like, it's such a, it's such a perfect, like, solitary experience, Mm -hmm. um, and I love, I love it so much, and I like naming stuff, and <laughs> I like, I like how when I do talk to people, I like know what's gonna happen. There's like no random encounter with a person really, um, and I like learning the words everywhere, and like upping my and how that like ups helps to up your ranking with different races. And I there's so many loops in this game. Like the only things that I don't really care about in No Man's Sky are and i mean that's like this is true right now it may not be true in the future but like fighting like i don't really care about dog fighting at all or anything like that um and that's 
it. Well, no, I mean, there's other things. Like, I'm not super... There's, like, a lot of stuff I want to get done on the first few planets I have before I return to, like, leaving the system. But, like, jumping into the new planet when I had to for the storyline, because I had to, like... I wanted my damn teleportation to work from my base to the to the space station. You had to go get the... Finish this antimatter quest to, like, make it work. And I was like, all right, if you insist. And that's the only reason I left my planet. <laughs> so... Yep. Um, that, uh, that's been, that's been me. How have you guys been enjoying it? What's working? Uh, well, the, I like, I like how the, um, quests are done a bit better to kind of help you, guide you along mm. and teach you. It's a lot smoother yeah. than the original. Yeah. And there's more to it as well with the base building yeah. and the different features like that. And the spaceship's are way cooler with that. I guess you've got like a whole group of aliens sitting up there now, which yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah, way more populated. Yeah, it feels. I I, I loved arriving at the first space station, and just like because the original release of No Man's Sky sort of had that like, like and obviously with Next, I think this is what they're going for. Is like it had had the original No Man's Sky was like this sort of solitary kind of lonely experience, which felt cool from an explorer standpoint, but it kind of kept you hopping. This new one. Man, like, just seeing all those people, like, it just, like, all rolled together with the multiplayer and stuff, and it's just like, oh, this is, like, a living universe now, like, there's people doing stuff, it's not so lonely. Yeah, so, um, and I'm yeah. I'm very impressed with how the multiplayer is so seamless. Uh, I wasn't sure how it's going to work, um, but so I bought a second copy so me and Odin can play together, and we're planning to stream it, but we just haven't had a free, free moment recently. Um yeah. But yeah, he just, he was playing, I turned on my console, and he was sitting there changing his, his character model, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it gives you the screen where you can see, it changes perspective so you can see the changes you're making, and I went and stood in front of him so he couldn't see his character, and he's like, what the heck's going on? And he, he didn't realize it was me, that's how seamless it was, that I just entered his <laughs> world, or his universe, his galaxy. And just could run around his world without, yeah, without much of a loading screen or much hoo-ha. It was, it was really good. Um, yeah. And I like that when you go play with someone, you enter their world. Then when you load it up single player, you just back where you were before. Um, it doesn't, mm. you don't lose your progression or what you were doing. I really like how that worked. I like how that worked. Um, um, I live in abject terror of somebody accidentally happening upon my universe. Like... That will shatter the <laughs> expectation of privacy that I've come to expect. I've, like, already set, like, my base and everything so that nobody can fuck with it because, like, that is not the fucking game that I am playing. Um, but also, like, whenever I set... I, like, I got it on PlayStation even though it came out on Xbox um, because it was really cheap on PlayStation, <laughs> like, right yeah. before uh, yeah. the release of Next. Um, and, like, whenever... So whenever I set it on PlayStation, since that's, like, the the platform I've had for the longest and where I have like the most people that I like have on my friends list or whatever like I see other people playing it and I'm like don't don't you even fucking think about it. don't even think about setting me a party <laughs> I swear to god like I am I am so into this game that like I just I I get I'm so resentful like when my phone goes off like at all like somebody will pop into my room like uh my sister will like pop into my room to be like hey I got pizza and I, I'm like hissing at her from the darkness to please leave me alone mm. um it's terrible uh, but I was asking before I want to know like what you guys what races you guys chose for what you look like and everything oh, I haven't bothered changing mine I've just been running around it's, I mean it's I've, starting dude yeah. I've messed with it, but I'm the uh, I'm the traveler because I love that little helmet, the little ball helmet. 
Oh, okay, the, like, the MTV astronaut hand. That's what that one is, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And having that, like, having an avatar in the game now, like, being able to, like, I play exclusively in third person. Like, like it, it, it makes such a big difference. Like, I just, I love it. In the photo mode, I've spent so much time in the photo <laughs> mode. Um, can, you, can you actually change to the first person? You, yeah, can. you can. Is it in the menu? It's complicated. Yeah. Say what? It's just in the it's menus, like the, is it? Yeah, it's like the quick menu where there's like, I think it's like your flashlighting crap. Yeah. If you know where that it's, is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not a button, I wish unfortunately. Was a, yeah, I kind of wish it was, I was trying to work out a button combination to switch because mm-hmm. the third person's cool. But it also gets kind of annoying at times the way it's it's not the smoothest mm-hmm. at yeah. game at running around at times and it can be a bit janky and I'd I'd actually like to be able to switch between them uh, on the mm-hmm. fly. And what do you guys think of the right analog stick being the running button? That kind of irritates me. It needs to be the left one. It needs to be the left one. I don't really think about it that often. Like I mean, it, there are times where I find myself not moving the way that I want to, and I'm like, I, like, my hand has forgotten what it's supposed to be doing, because it's not very natural, but besides that, like, it works out fine, I think, but I also, the nice thing about having never played this game before is that I don't have any habits to unlearn, so, like, I play in third person, because it starts you in third person now, and I don't mind running on the right stick, Mm. I mean, that was probably how it always was, but I don't mind running on the right stick, because that's, like, what the game demands of you, and since I'm not playing anything else, because I don't have any more hours in the day, um... (laughs) for me or my family or my job uh i uh i don't have any other like control schemes like fucking me up too often so i don't know it doesn't bother me yeah i think it'd be a little easier just because like i don't know if i assume if you've played since the beginning or probably anyone who's looked up like a tips probably has that whole like the melee attack to use your boosters like that's mostly how i move i don't run too often but um it would be nice if it it would be nice if yeah, that that wouldn't be too bad if it was on the other stick, just because that way I'm doing less things with the same hand at once. But it doesn't bother me too much. And like you said, though, it's it's a slight like the biggest like janky thing for third pl- person for me is like you know like you only like mine or interact if you're like cursors over the thing. And sometimes mining I think would be easier in first person, just because the aiming is a little more intuitive where it's, where you're looking. I feel like it can also then be irritating for a different reason in first person, which is that like your mining tool won't work if you're pointing it too close to yourself, which is easier mm. to tell. I don't know. I had this problem because when I went, when I had to like leave my solar system, uh, unfortunately today, um, <laughs> to go like hyper or to go work somewhere else to like finish this quest, and I came back. Uh, my one of my bases is built into a cave and when I came back I guess I don't know if this was if this is like a bug or something that's always happened and kind of makes sense if it is supposed to have happened because technically I guess when you're warping like it's like 14 like so it's been like 14 years 20 years blah 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 by the time you get back technically um it makes sense that the planet would have changed, although it doesn't make sense that my my uh I had my I had my base computer off in like a small like side cave, and when I um when I warped from when I used a teleporter to warp from a space station back to that base, I came up in the room with the base computer, 
but the room had closed itself off from the rest of my face. <laughs> and I had upgraded my multi-tool so I could not mine out. And so I had, thankfully had like a save to like revert back to. And then I flew down to the planet and like, yeah, like the cave had like some of the rock had grown out over my base and also blocked off the base computer completely. And I was like, is this like, if the world changes, that's fine. Like over the course of years, um, rock doesn't grow over the course of years. So that's a little confusing. <laughs> and, um, if I hadn't had that save, like that would have been a bad time. Like there was yeah. no way to get out of that room and I couldn't get the, I couldn't yeah, make the, tough. um, the terrain thing. Cause I didn't have any, you know, like resources. So it's was unfortunate, but that's like mm. the only really mm. troubling thing mm. I've run into so far. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. And now yeah, I know to expect bad. it. Yeah. I found some really cool balls that I'm that I planned I'm on at the moment. They just they look like boulders, like perfectly round boulders, but I think they're actually like a plant. But they're not really attached to the ground and if you just shoot them once they start rolling down the hill. It was really fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Um Wow. That sounds um, like I have like these things that look like like big dung balls almost. They're called like strange something they have like resources in them but like if they're like on the ground and if i shoot them they roll away and i'm like no you have rare metal come back and it's it's very troubling yeah it's it's just it is fun i really like and the multi as i say the multiplayer is pretty good i, I and it's cool you can just continue your own quests while you're playing in the multiplayer your friends world like it's not it doesn't restrict what you can do i just really like you can continue on but you've got a buddy with you although my I was up to the quest to make the the base computer, and I made it, put it down, and Odin ran up to it and activated it and stole my base computer. I <laughs> took ages to get those resources. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, man, I built I built my first base, and I I don't I still don't get a lot of things because. I think it's something I like about No Man's Sky and also something that's frustrating is like uh just the their design and just the procedural world weird shit can happen and <laughs> yep. you can just be kind of screwed at certain points but one thing that I was kind of frustrated with is so I built my first base but then I f like I basically built it where I landed on that planet and I built the teleporter and everything cuz I was really excited I'd never seen the teleporters before and so I I spent ages just kind of making this little base and then I was like, "Oh, upload it." And I was like looking at things, but then I decided there was another location on the planet where I would rather build. So I was so I I guess for some reason I thought if I uploaded it, maybe I could keep the stuff, but I deleted my base and then I had to rebuild like the computer and the teleporter and my house and I was very frustrated that there was like no like are you sure you yeah uh sorry Dr. I've heard there's like maybe this was only for people who had bases before this update that got like pummeled and like they had to restore them so they gate like because i've had to i've had to do this a couple times like move a base out of like because i landed somewhere and i built mm -hmm. a base and i was like mm, no actually not um and it wasn't that big of a deal because i wasn't building that many like uh like besides the computer itself like i wasn't building that many things that you need needed resources like the chromatic metal where it like takes mm -hmm. some time um 
but I heard, like, somebody talking about, like, their base stuff got, like, they could go back and, like, their base stuff was there, like, in a box or something for them, hmm. but that doesn't, maybe that is just from people, like, having hmm. their bases destroyed to begin with, like, because it doesn't sound like it was the case with you. Yeah. What does yeah. uploading do? I haven't done, like, I don't understand I what have, it does. I have no clue. It just did, like, one of those, like, zoom out things when you do a, uh, like, a scan sweep of the area, so I don't really get, <laughs> I was just like, okay. I guess explicitly uploads it to the server so like if somebody else happens around happens to your planet like that planet's already in no man's sky servers but your base won't be Uh, until you upload it Uh, and you also get I think they offer you the opportunity to keep uploading it because as you like add stuff to it it'll like update that and you get nanites out of it so alright alright yeah so no that is that that does suck though Uh, although if you delete I think the the one small workaround for that is that if you go through and delete parts of your base before you delete it on the computer, it returns um, all of the resources that mm-hmm. you used back to you. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a little frustrating, but I don't I don't really mind like as having debates. Like it seems like something else that's new with Next is that your starting planet is always kind of hostile, whereas my original starting planet was pretty friendly. But I kind of like that it was hostile because it kind of tutorialized things a little bit better. And uh, I, once you get into it, I don't, I don't think I've, I don't play on survival. But I don't, I, I've, I didn't start on a planet so bad that it was like killing me in a few minutes. So I thought it was a pretty effective start to be kind of on a dud of a planet. So. Yeah, that seems to be what they meant to do was just, like, force you to learn how the hazard stuff worked, mm-hmm. and that way, like, as you moved around, like, you would know, hey, this is what you're going to need if you want to keep up your defenses and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people, like, uh, I, I go into this game, and, like, if there is something that I desperately want to do and don't know how to do, and I've, like, looked around long enough, and I'm like, I can't figure out how to do this, and I don't know if it's, like, oh, I need to push this story quest along, or something like that, like, I don't have a fucking single problem looking that up online, <laughs> like, I, there are so many ins and outs to this game mm-hmm. because of its mm-hmm. size, and it is, it, while it's better tutorialized now, like, it's still not, like, it, it, it a lot of things just aren't taught to you off the bat, and that's fine. And I see people getting really angry that they can't find the answer, like, in the game, like, immediately. And I'm like, maybe, like, I don't know. The ego surrounding people that don't enjoy this game and the reasons that they don't enjoy it continue to blow my mind. Like, it is, it always seems to be a problem where, like, they want to be able to figure stuff out for themselves. And, like, on an infinite timeline, they would. But because of, like, the possibilities of different tracks in this game, like, it can take what feels like infinity to learn stuff. And you would be better off. And you would enjoy the game more if you just, like, looked up this one thing. Like, I don't know. I, I find it troubling, the things that people allow them, allow, allow themselves to be frustrated by. Um... I was already the kind of person who, like, put me in, like, a a situation in a video game, like, put me in a setting in a video game, and I will go around everywhere and, like, try to find every single thing before I move on. So, like, this game is uh, perfect for me. Like, there's so much shit to do on one planet that obviously I will never complete one planet, but in the meantime, I get very, like, comfortable with, like, the different things that planet has to offer and where shit is, and in the course of that exploration that's the thing like i find like a lot of the detractors from this update have a real problem 
like did not come to the game for the exploration. They came to the game in the same way that I didn't come to the game for dogfighting. And if dogfighting was very central to something that I wanted to do in the game, like something else that I wanted to do in the game, but I had to learn dogfighting first, I would probably be very frustrated by that. So I guess it's fair. Um, but not being into the exploration side of this game, like, a, like is going to make this a more frustrating experience for you if you're not willing to look things up. And it's been kind of frustrating for me to kind of see that floating around in myriad, like yeah. game places online. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just I don't understand. I don't understand why this is what you choose to like break let like break this game for you. Yeah, I think I think I'm on. I think I'm. I agree with you. Like, cause I, I've seen some of the sentiment, and just like knowing, like even the original game with a lot less systems was pretty, um, could be esoteric and kind of opaque in how you moved forward. But um, like like you said, like I think like the game. One of the things I like about the updates and just how they've handled it and how they've sort of built out the game is that No Man's Sky is still that game where you're hopping from like 70s sci-fi book cover and just kind of doing that. Yep. And they just kind of <laughs> added a bunch of optional systems. And for me, per, for me at least, and maybe it, you know, people have different feelings about game design and how you want to learn systems. But the fact that they're kind of designed to be these modules that are bolted onto the central exploration experience, I don't have a problem looking up stuff either. And like, I like to try to learn some things, but uh, I think Jeremy posted up this like tips and I learned like a whole bunch of stuff that I was like, you know what, I should have just looked this up sooner or just like looked like 10 things to start because like, I didn't know you could buy upgrades. Like there was like specific vendors for upgrades at space stations. And I was like, well, I was like, well, holy shit. Like that's, that's why my multi-tool blows. And apparently I can scan animals for like 80,000 coin or whatever the credits or whatever it is. And like, just knowing those things, I don't think like, I don't think there would have been a lot of satisfaction discovering that like versus just knowing it's an option and letting me explore better equipped because I looked up something. Like, it's it's not like they hid it from me, I just didn't look there. And so in that case, I don't really think it's the game's fault, and I don't think it hurts the game to be able to just, like, search online. I don't think, I don't think it's a mark against the game, because I think it still does what it's always tried to do, which is be a game about, like, exploring. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, there. this may be, like, a symptom of playing games that like force me to learn things that I don't give a shit about like I don't intend like like playing Witcher 3 and being forced to learn how the fuck Gwent works like I don't <laughs> know if, I know I'm not gonna play yeah. this game y'all like we don't need this uh but like and, and that's like one example but there's like a lot of examples and a lot of them are like more major parts of because of the kinds of games I play like there's often like additional sy systems that I don't give a shit about and like if if the trade-off is like I never really, I mean, they do, like, fight ships, at least at one point in the story, but, like, if I don't really ever have to give a shit about learning a lot about dogfighting, and in return, I some, I occasionally have to Google something to see if, like, I'm at least on the right track with it, like, that's worthwhile, and, like, that keeps mm -hmm. me, that gets me back into the game faster, rather than, like, burning myself out walking around and hoping for the best, like, I I appreciate that they did it this way, and I just think like I, it's fine the way it is. Mm -hmm. I I like. It. I mean, there's certainly like improvements that can be. There's there's actual issues to have with this game that to on top of that to criticize the fact that like 
oh, I had to look this up because I couldn't figure it out, and that really ruined it for me. Like, what? Like, mm. of all the things to complain about, like, how about complain about, like, uh, I don't know, like, spawning into a room with your base computer without a fucking <laughs> way to get out. Like, that is, that is a concern. Like, but besides that, like, I don't know. There's, like, so much to find in this game and if if even if like even if i don't look something up at the very least in the back of my mind i'm like all right well i'm not gonna put myself out on that loop anytime soon because i can't fucking figure out how it works so like worst case scenario i never figure out how it works and i eventually look it up 20 hours from now and then that means i get that like new like new game mechanic like unlocked to me basically and i get to play this game that way for 20 hours i don't know i don't mm -hmm. mind it i really love this game um, despite everything, and I feel kind of bad I'm not playing State of Decay 2 anymore. I do miss it a little <laughs> bit, but this game is like everything. I can't stop thinking about it. I saw an extreme. I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter. I saw an extremely cool S-Class ship last night, um, and it was like gigantic and so cute, and now I'm like determined <laughs> to just like rack up money, and like I, I'm never going to leave my space system. I mean, I, I will, but like it's <laughs> by the time I leave my space system, I will have like a fully functioning like farm plantation on one of my worlds, mm -hmm. and also have an S-class ship, and then I will, I will finally follow the story again, and I'll be like, wow, I still have 60 hours of just like straight up plot written into this mm -hmm. game that I've never touched before. That's that's tight. Yeah, fair enough. I guess people who are so objective to Googling it, just pretend it's your helpful AI that you have in the game. Like, it's sci-fi game. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> all the knowledge yeah. in the universe. And the guide is like, that's a, really quick, like, that's, that's actually something, um, inside of the game, there is, like, a guide, A, right? And it's fine, like, there, I absolutely know for a fact and i'm sure like there are things you can't find in that guide like that's just true but there is like a lot of sentiments mm. i'm seeing on the internet that are like upset uh for not being able to figure something out and i'm like you clearly didn't read a guide and like this is where <laughs> finally my rpg background is like out in full force because i sat down and i read that entire fucking guide and i know everything that's in there mm. now and <laughs> some of your complaints are like you don't want to read that in that in-game guide like you should have spent the time with it but no you just want to go run around and fight ships and i don't feel bad for mm. you so there are resources like this game has improved in accessibility and if me, who had, like, no frame of reference uh, with regards to, like, how this game worked at all, was able to jump in and be, and, like, have to look up relatively few things and just stumble into the rest of it, if I'm capable of doing that, like, I think more people would be if they kind of took their heads out of their asses. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's people still holding a grudge from the, the original. Um, as mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, and I've mentioned on this podcast before, I made a No Man's Sky cake for my son's seventh birthday last year. And I shared it I, on Twitter, and I got people making to, mean comments towards the game <laughs> still. <laughs> it was a yeah. kid's birthday cake. But, mm. yeah, because people just want to be mean about the game. But For um, sure, the axe to grind is real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really no, impressed, I, I and think... it's going to be a long yeah. burn game that I'm just going to play f here and there for a long time, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Especially with Hollow Knight for me, I think it's it's a really I think No Man's Sky is gonna be a really great frustration game after Hollow Knight kicks my ass <laughs> for a little bit, and then yeah. uh, I think it's right there with Stardew Valley as a uh, peak uh, depression game. 
Like when you're just <laughs> feeling shitty about something in real life, you can just go mine or build a farm, you know? Yep. And as I say, I mentioned earlier, you guys haven't mentioned uh, multiplayer, but I've just playing with Odin just means that we can mm. play a game together and we're just chilling together and we yeah. can do our own thing, but in the same yeah. like space, digitally and virtually and in and, and reality. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really cool. No, that's, uh, that's for cool. sure, it's really tight that you get to play with your son. I would rather die than play with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that that is open to other people. <laughs> uh, I don't like I. I very rarely, to be fair, like it is not just this game. I very rarely want to play games with other people in in, in entirety. So, uh, the fact that like both of us are able to like get something out of both sides of that coin in this game mm-hmm. is like pretty great. Like you don't have to play it either way. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And for my. Uh... For my kids, I'm just giving them my GameCube controllers and making them uh, <laughs> pretend. And, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, my my four year old knows it's not hooked in, but I'll tell her to like press the green button if you want to jump, and then I'll just see her press the button and I'll have my guy jump. <laughs> and it's, it's it's kind of funny even on that end, just because there's a bunch of wacky animals, so that's mostly what they enjoy. Oh yeah, it's just, crazy yeah. what you get. <laughs> yeah, they want me to kill the wacky animals. <laughs> If your kid was a little older, like, you could put them on a planet and be like, here's how you scan animals and how you scan plants. And, like, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not gonna tell you how to do anything else. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm a space biologist. This is my life now. Like, yeah, <laughs> go on. Go yeah. earn me nanites. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Well, but... I think that I have, I have gotten everything out that I wanted to say. <laughs> you got that itch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been trying. I've been, like resisting the urge to scream about it even more on on twitter for several days now and nobody i know in real life is playing it so i've just been totally secluded with it and (laughs) i am i'm actually just like a little bit worried that i that it's taking over my life so much i would have expected to burn out on at least like the amount that i'm playing it by this point um that hasn't happened and for the safety of myself i hope that soon soon like that switch does flip and it's like, okay, you can just play this one of the days of the weekend instead <laughs> of all of the days of the weekend and also three out of the five days when you come home until 5 a.m. like I maybe did on Thursday. So I'd like to get my life back at some point is something I'm considering. But uh, for the rest of us, we're going to do the absolutely excellent question that we had this week, um, which if you didn't see it, you can always follow us at at Dark Insight Pod um, and tune in for that good, good content and be able to like contribute your, your answers to the show where we then say them out loud, which is what we're about to do. Uh, the question this week was, if you were a planet from No Man's Sky, how would you describe yourself and why? Um, and the first answer is from Sean, who <laughs> cheated by putting himself in the show. <laughs> yep. So Sean, yep. why don't you tell us what kind of planet you were going to be? Uh, I'm a lush planet. <laughs> That's what I, and, and I said you could leave it up to your, your own description of why. And, uh, it can either be a, uh, there's actually two right answers. The one is that... I like I like a little bit of alcohol, but also I'm extremely, yeah. I'm extremely hairy. So um, <laughs> I'm so glad you left that up to everybody's imagination until I've just got a third now. I've got a third answer, uh, meaning to lush. We have a store called Lush. I don't know if it, it does like. Oh, like the the like bespoke 
fucking beauty store. Oh, so you guys have it too. Oh, I wasn't so sure. It yeah, it's all the yeah. bath bombs. <laughs> so you smell really good. So, yeah. You just smell really good and, and, and very fragrant. You have all of the above. Uh, I enjoy thinking of it as just like a terrible drunk. Um, <laughs> Vader, can you read us uh, the next one, which is from uh, our Earth, our other erstwhile co-host, uh, Brian. Brian Wade of Revere. Uh, redacted. So it's classified. <laughs> is this a planet type? Is he is he making a dumb joke or is this a real planet type? I mean, not a real planet type, but like, does do these words appear in this way in this game? I know. think Brian's just uh, being the smart aleck, like, like always. <laughs> All right, he's being removed. Okay, I will. Brian, I will you're redacted. Do another. Brian, you're... I'm a JG Greer if you need more podcasts in your life he says terraforming catastrophe which is a real thing that I have seen on a real planet and I uh, so he gets points where Brian does not and that was a very good answer um terraforming also the terraforming catastrophe planets i have seen like i just i don't know if i haven't seen like the really bad parts of them necessarily but like they look like normal not normal necessarily like their 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 surfaces aren't even but like they don't look like somebody drilled a huge circle to the center of the planet or something like it's not yeah. it's not quite that bad <laughs> i don't know what it was but just Whatever you just said reminded me of when I was running away from one of the sentinels, and I just went and went, swam in the water, like ducked under the water, and they went away. It found it very funny. <laughs> you could just like run away. Into you can the make water, underwater bases now, which is kind of tight. Yeah, no, that's cool. Sorry, we can continue. No, it's okay. Uh, Sean, can you read this next one? Oh uh, yeah, this is from uh, My Sinclair, and uh, she says, uh, "Memory of Ash." Ash. Which is another, I believe, is another actual real kind. Um, I haven't seen one of those yet. There's so many planets, y'all. There's so many tight ones. Like, I haven't even seen some of the more common ones, like frostbound ones or anything. I, I saw one that was a rainy planet, and I was like, that's it? It just rains? Okay. Like, my home planet rains fire, actually. <laughs> it rains rain that is, like, 216 degrees, but... If your planet just has rain, I guess that's also okay. Uh, Vader, how about uh, can you take the next one? Uh, the beer nerd at the beer nerd. I think, is this a new contributor? Yeah, I've never seen this one before. So if you're new, Hello. you're you're welcome. Hello. But I don't like your comment. <laughs> the one promise at E3. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, yeah, bum. Uh, <laughs> the axe grinding again is real. I'm I'm so glad we're all living in the past. Uh, David Dunn at David Do eight four one five three eight nine three got it in one. David, you're welcome. Uh, he says I would be the gamer planet. Thank you. Hashtag PC gamer. That's not a real planet, but we will accept it. Uh, <laughs> and then Sean, this second to last one. I will discuss the last one. All right, all right. Uh, Gas filled giant says uh, Craig Dulligan at Dougie Darko. <laughs> that one's good. Have we seen this? Is this one a real one? This one sounds like a, a, a ringed one. I wonder if ringed ones are gas filled giants sometimes. Uh, I'm only ever thinking about this real game and not the funny replies. <laughs> I am like, I hear gas filled giant and I'm like, oh, where'd you find that? What's it look like? With I, I had, I've flown through like the ring of one of the planets and my solace to my started on. It was pretty mm -hmm. cool. Was it nice? Mm -hmm. Was it cool? 
Yeah. I haven't well, gotten a ringed same. one yet. I've seen one, but I haven't All my planets have been ringed so far. It's crazy. They're awesome. It's fun. God damn. You know, <laughs> it's my own fault. If I would just leave my solar system ever, <laughs> besides that one time, I could probably find any kind of fucking planet that I wanted to. Um, there was a post... There was a post going around on Twitter, and it was uh, they renamed their planet Gay Bubble World, uh, but the weather was uh, she, they probably changed this to Thirsty Clouds. But it was one of those planets that is very real that has little um, little bubbles float like iridescent bubbles floating around, and like that's that's just what's happening on that planet, just full of fucking bubbles. I really want to find a planet like that. That was really cute. Yeah, that's yeah, adorable. No, it was so cool. <laughs> Uh, if you want to look, if you want to look at that, you can look at my reply on that question. If you don't already follow, again, that we are at uh, at Dark Inside Pod, uh, but it's also just on the internet uh, under Gay Bubble World, probably. Um, that one's very good. <laughs> um, all right, so we have. I I finally feel at peace. I have finally screamed to the other how much I love No Man's Sky. If you want to talk about it some more, please find me online at Weapon Thane. Uh, that's Weapon T H A N E Weapon Thane. Um, I will not play multiplayer with you, but if you find a cool planet, <laughs> you can DM it to me for real. I want to see it. Um, also, I am really interested to know. Look, actually, really quick, do you guys have? Do you guys name things in the game at all? Nah, I don't read things either. Apparently, hmm. I I'm a naming fiend. I can't stop. Stop. Nice. I'm not. Do I you? Now let me ask you. The question uh, that I have is: Do you have? I, I quickly decided, and it wasn't something I'd considered at all, but it did fall into place, and I love this idea very much now. I, I decided on a convention for naming every new planet that I fly to, and it what it is is I, I don't name everything. Like, I don't go through and name all the planets. That would be insane. I name the planets, and I name my starships, and I name my bases. And so when I land on a new planet, the way that I name it is it's like three parts the first part is the name of the starship i i was on when i landed on it and the second part is the number in consecutive order of like planets this starship has discovered so if it's the second ship if it's the second planet i've landed on with that ship in particular it'll be like let's say i named the starship like orange it would be like orange two if that was the second planet. Mm-hmm. And then the third mm-hmm. part of it will be just a descriptive word or just like a flowery word or something like I landed on a very green planet and I named it Verdana, I think. So it was like <laughs> the actual name of that starship was Quill. So it was like Quill to Verdana. And it looks very sciencey and I like it very – not sciencey. It looks very like – uh, Star Trek in my mind or whatever <laughs> and I like it and it also like cuts down on like the time I spend on a new planet just bullshitting away thinking about what to name it uh, Sean do you have anything like that or do you just go by the seat of your pants all the time um, mine, mine's also pretty scientific I, I ask my four year old <laughs> and she na- she names my planet Snow Cone, and then oh, that's very good. Uh, and then we see a something that looks pretty much exactly like a T Rex. And she names him Terrence Walker, but that's the whole species is Terrence Walker. And I I don't know. Those Terrence I don't know. Walkers. <laughs> that's so funny. Yep. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So Snow Cone, the planet of Terrence Walkers. <laughs> have you seen? Have you heard tell of this? Um, 
this add-on, this upgrade, I guess, uh, you can get for your multi-tool that makes it so when you scan things for the first time, you get, like, a ton of money right then and there. I saw that. That sounds awesome. Because it exists. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, yeah. it's the perfect situation for, like, turning yourself into, like, a spa- like, like RPing a space biologist where, like, <laughs> that's, like, how you make all your money. I think yeah. that's really cool. Um, anyway, <laughs> now we've got all that taken care of. Uh, Sean, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast this week. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the lore hunter and, uh, yeah, I'll be talking about whatever bullshit I'm up to. So well, what are you up to at the moment? Tell us what your latest project. I enjoyed your shadows die twice oh. stuff. Uh, what's, oh, what's yeah. your latest so, project? So, um, I'm... I'm going to probably keep going with whatever comes up for uh, Sekiro just because uh I'm I'm interested in the uh, not not speculating on too much pre-release cuz I just don't have the energy for that. But um but I have two children. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. <laughs> but uh yeah, otherwise right now I'm uh I'm trying to figure out how to finally finish my goddamn BL4 run of Bloodborne because it is so goddamn hard <laughs> but well so so follow me to see if that ever happens because i think i'm moving on to year two soon enough oh, of trying to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> be like me and give up before you started uh anyway sean sean produces very good content everybody should follow him yeah. um i love lore stuff that has to do with soul stuff so or yeah. souls like stuff whatever i i, I <laughs> stuff sometimes mostly i interact with his very good wife molly and that's a pleasure um vader are you and odin up to anything lately are you putting up anything um but as i've mentioned a few times life has been a bit crazy recently so we've had little time but we're still going through our co-op dark soul dark souls series which we have called <laughs> boar and the thief um, I'm the thief, nice. and Odin is wearing the boar helmet that you get. Um, Aww. And so he's the big heavy hitter, and I'm the the de- de- dexterous person. I didn't say that right. Dexterous? <laughs> dexterous person. Uh, okay. I have, I have my Uchi and we are slaying things. Uh, we just took out the <laughs> Moonlight Butterfly in our most recent uploaded episode. Nice. I can't wait to find the Moonlight Butterfly on one of my planets. Anyway, uh, Vader, where can we find you online? Uh, Vader Van Odin, almost everywhere that you'd want to be. <laughs> yes. Um, and like I said, I'm at Weapon Thane on Twitter. That's the only place you can find me. Please, like I said, send me uh, anything to do with No Man's Sky. Don't don't be a creep, but I, I am interested <laughs> in your planets. And um, otherwise, uh, don't call me. Don't text me. Don't come by. Don't do anything. I, I'm not. I, I refuse to have. I, ref- I have been refusing visitors for several days now <laughs> and will continue to. Um, so tune in next time to see if I ever leave my house again. I'm going to give you a spoiler. <laughs> I have not. Uh, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Dark Insight. We'll see you next time and have a great week. Bye.
Once upon a time, there was a boy who lived in poverty. Never really knew he was poor. In hindsight, honestly, he was too concerned with the beauty in his neighborhood. Like Miss Bueller, who always thought that the day was very good. She said things like, Young man, I made you the purpose. And every day you're gonna fight giants, so don't be nervous. She was like the block's designated grandmother. And though they were different, she taught them how to love each other. In the greater scheme of things, we really need each other. So don't be colorblind, but actually respect the color. To all my pasty folks, melanin is quite beautiful. The different shades of lotion more than astonish you. Consider the fact that most canvases are white. And it's the color actually brings the painting to life. One without the other is no work of art at all. So when we work together, a masterpiece is created, y'all. Close your eyes and make believe the world's a better place That people see your soul before they see your face That we're more concerned with friendship than we are with hate Then the best thing is when different people collaborate In a world where people actually give constructive criticism Where before they speak they consider your artistic vision A world where anonymity is in the past for bigotry Where your animosity actually affects your reality in the greater scheme of things, we really need each other. So don't be colorblind, but actually respect the color. To all my pasty folks, melanin's quite beautiful. The different shades of lotion more than astonish you. Consider the fact that most canvases are white. And it's the color that actually brings the painting to life. One without the other is no work of art at all. So when we work together, a masterpiece is created, y'all. Thank you.